What's going on, Knights of Fulcrum? It is I, Gilbert, or Captain Fulcrum, and me, Peaky Marvel. Peaky Marvel. And we are here to talk about. I just. Come on, come on, Gilbert. We are here. To... All right, I'll say it. I'll say it. We're here to talk about the greatest Marvel movie of all time. I feel like I could. It's yeah, and you know what? Well, that movie is the one, the only. I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, though, we are here to talk about the Marvels. It we're gonna have some very divisive conversation here because Peaky loved it. Yeah, uh, no. yeah, our opinions are completely different. There's, I, I said to you before we started, there's one thing I wasn't that keen on, and I didn't really enjoy that part of the film. But I, I quite like the rest of it. Uh, yeah, I, mm, I, you know what? I wasn't surprised. I knew you were gonna, you were gonna like it uh, probably because just Brie Larson was in it. So that's just that right there. You were, it's like that was the the a huge like it. It just gets a whole letter grade going up just because it's it had Brie Larson in it, and she was in that one tank top. Oh. You know, you know the one. <laughs> yeah, that uh, tank top the... wouldn't be on if I was there. <laughs> And and that is how Peaky got a restraining order from Captain Marvel. <laughs> no, oh, but okay. in all seriousness, it was all right. So anyone who's ever called me a shill for Marvel should know that I did not enjoy this movie. I thought, well, I hmm, yeah, no, I didn't. I, it's no way around. It. I just didn't really enjoy. It. it was a weird movie. It it at one point it becomes a fucking Disney movie. Like it becomes a straight up like a Disney flick. Yeah, that that that's that, that's the one part of the film I didn't like when they went to that planet. I was just yeah. like, I, mm, mm. yeah. Now you know what, and so that's my, and this is how I'm gonna look at it. The same way that I look at Miss Marvel, the show, is that I didn't really care for it at first. Like, I, and honestly, I still don't really. I'm not really gonna re ever rewatch that show. But I feel like it. It's I understand who it's for, and it's not me. So I'm gonna be like, because there was a lot of people in those theaters, like children, parents, and just other people who were watching that movie with me, and they were all laughing and having a good old time and enjoying it. I was just sitting there like, what the actual fuck? And it's I can see why Tom Hiddleston is tapping that. Because, like, the, the villain? Yes! Wait, wait, which one is he tapping? The the main villain, uh, Bendar. Oh, is he is he married to her or something? That, that's 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 who he's with. That's his partner. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Here, let me see. Ben. Yeah, I think it's Bendar. Is her name in the film? Or I think Bardent. Oh yeah, the the main main villain from. Here, let me look it up. <laughs> Stall, damn you. <laughs> Main villain from <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I'm growing a mullet. Darben. Darben. Say in the comments. Okay, so you were you had it backwards, not Ben Dar. It's Darben. Oh, well, <laughs> Darben Dover. <laughs> no, but okay, so Darben. Oh, yeah. I I guess I can kind of see what you're saying. Uh, I don't know. I I don't particularly think that Z Zawe Ashton. Yeah, it's particularly yeah. like super attractive. I don't know. That's just me. But you know, I, th I think she's hot. You know, to each his own. Let's hear. Let's go to the comments real quick. We got Sparky White in here saying, "Please tell me about a movie I will never watch." I'm like, "Well, it's what, mate, watch it. It's honestly, I'll give you two reasons to watch it, and they are both to do with the ending of the film. 
and it sets up two future like events. Oh yeah. Okay. So now, actually, at this point, I'm going to say that this is a full spoiler review. If you want to talk about anything at this point, Peaky, go for it. So this is just like spoilers from okay. here on out. One scene in the at the end of the film, Miss Marvel goes to Haley Seinfeld, aka Kate Bishop, and recruits her for something, and mentions Cassie Lang during that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so that's few, that's teasing a possible future team up that we will probably, hopefully potentially see in either. I'd like to them to do a series first of them building the team. Mm-hmm. I reckon that'd be a great way to introduce the characters to each other that haven't obviously interacted before. Is start off as a little show, like six nine episodes easily. Get the get the foundations of the team built. Mm-hmm. Then read it into a uh, into a future movie. My, my, I agree. My only problem with that is I don't want it to become like the Defenders. You remember how bad that ended up being? Like they they hyped the crap out of that, and that just did not deliver. Yeah, well, that's because Netflix were in charge of that. Anyway, yeah, I, fair <clears throat> enough. Fair enough. Although Netflix was in charge of the first two seasons of Daredevil, and that turned out really great. Yeah, but then it went downhill after the first two seasons of Deadpool. Right. Apart from the Punisher series, that was really good. I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely anyway, agree. we're not talking about the Netflix sh- shit shows. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> we were talking about Miss Marvel, or the, the Marvels, then, excuse me. And then the post credit scene was Kelsey Grammer's Beast from the... Like, was, ex- it, was that Kelsey Grammer? I didn't recognize that the voice. Kelsey I- Grammer's Beast! That was the original live-action Beast, my dude. Oh, shit. Okay, that makes me a little more... Yeah, people in, flip the shit out for that. Literally looking over Monica in a parallel universe with her parallel, like, variant yeah. mum. So, yeah, like, so for context, for anyone who hadn't watched the movie yet, for context, they make this whole thing about the chick, uh, Ben Dar. She ends up... Or, yeah. Dar, Dar Ben? Dar Ben. Dar Ben ends up getting uh, the... Like, she gets the other bangle. Like, so if you watch the Marvel, or Miss Marvel... That, that, like, you know, the bangle that she uses that came from, like, another universe is, uh, there's another one out there that, uh, Dar Ben finds. Yeah, they come in pairs. We knew, we knew that, that we knew there was a sec, there was a second bangle out there exactly. somewhere from the Miss Marvel show. So, yeah, she finds a second one and then actually ends up getting Miss Marvel's as well and ends up tearing a hole in reality. So she tears a hole between two realities and Ramonica Rambo goes in there and closes it up, getting trapped in another universe. And apparently that's the X-Men universe that also has another version of her mother that is like Photon or, or Miss Marvel or Captain yeah. Marvel or whatever. Photon. So she's yeah. Photon. She's a mutant in that she's a mutant in the in that in that timeline. Yeah, exactly. And so and then we which, yes, we got we did get Hank McCoy, which is pretty which, freaking bitching. Which I have a question. What's up? In the film, obviously Monica tells uh Brie. <clears throat> How she got her powers? She walked through a radiated hex hex shield barrier, yes. which we know from One Division. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the? Do you think Monica was a mutant to begin with, and that activated dormant X genes in her? Because it seems weird that anyone else that touched the barrier got thrown off or disintegrated. Or whereas, just like, or turned into something else, you know? Or turned into something else. Whereas she walked through it unharmed, but with light energy powers. Yeah, it ended up like activating something. And it could be because like, kind of the same way that the, the Mind Stone activated Wanda's powers, like her, since her powers are based yeah, off of the Infinity Stone, it could exactly be that it activated I, hers. 
I've been thinking about that on the build up to the on the, like the lead up to this film coming out of like, are they gonna die? Like, you know, are they it gonna seems like they're making the idea. It? it seems like they're gonna make the idea that everyone whose powers are not based. So it's one of two things. Like we have Captain America, and then everyone who tried to copy his powers because talks about that, like the Hulk was trying to them trying to copy his powers with gamma radiation. Yeah, it's like. It was like Tony Stark's dad was trying to do the same thing and made the Winter Soldier. Like, so a lot of that tried to copy it. But then we have this new thing with the Mind Stone, like unlocking, you know, a mute. it feels like a lot of people who have full on powers are either going to be like aliens or they're mutants. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, or they try to replicate someone else's powers with the means, with the means of science. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you're going to have, you're going to have three different types of soups. According Wait. according to the Joker voice here, uh, first of all, welcome back. That's it, says, it, binary. Yeah, Monica Rambo's character reveal is in the mid credit scene is binary, uh, which is from the 82 storyline when Carol absorbed a white star and vaporized the brood homeworld. So Mon Monica became, like, during that last bit where she absorbed the Bangle energy and Captain Marvel's energy, and she her eyes went white and, like, all that, like, you know, all that white around her. She more or less became Photon. Like at that point, she was her comic book variant yeah, Photon. Like, yeah, that's and... kind of like I, I did. I gotta admit, I loved the bit where like Miss Marvel is falling through the air after swapping with Carol, and, and she has to fly Nick's, up and get her. Uh, Monica's trying to fly up to catch her, and Fury's just like Black Girl Magic now, and I'm like. Ah! Yeah. All right. So I'll admit, uh, Samuel Jackson was a good part of the show. Oh, he movie. was brilliant. He was, yeah, every part that he was in was great. Like the all, and I did enjoy the the fight scene where they're like teleporting, and he, him and uh, what's her name, Kamala, are both fighting a bunch of like Kree on on the saber. Uh, oh, you know? On the on the drop pod thing, and he just sat. He just ends up sitting in the chair. The the Kree gets falling in the chair. Goes to get up, and he's like, "Bang!" I'm like, like that's classic Fury right there. That was pretty cool. Like, and like that part was one of the better parts of the movie. But after that, it kind of went downhill. I think it it went a little. It had it, it was weirdly paced because then we go to the Kree, like that one Kree, like not homeworld, but it's like their you know refuge world, yes. and that. And then, and so here's another thing. Dar Ben's whole plan is the same plan as in Spaceballs. She literally, she opens a, a hole and sucks all the air out of their, off of their planet and puts it on her own. It's literally the same plot to Spaceballs. It's like, our planet is dying. We have no resources. We're going to suck out all of yours. I'm like, what the actual I crap? Think I, towards the end of the film, when they were, when they were battling Dar Ben, mm -hmm. did you genuinely think that when they were trying to convince her not to keep doing this and that Carol has the power to go and activate their son, did mm -hmm. you almost slightly think that Bendar was actually going to accept that and kind of go with that plan? I, I there she was, might there have. Was, there was some slight hesitant, you know, she, she hesitated very slightly during that conversation of kind of what she was going to do. She kind of mm. had like a little bit of a moral dilemma going on. Like she'd already gone on with this plan of hers for this long. She wanted to finish it and get it and succeed, but also this other, uh, this other way of you know potentially doing things was it was given to her. It felt like she was very close to doing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it could be, 
Like she, she very well could have been very close to doing it. And I feel like maybe, and I, but that's another thing that's weird for me is that instead of having her like redeem herself or even kind of realize that what she's doing is wrong, they just have her be like, no, fuck that. I'm going to rip a hole in the universe and then die. I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's yeah. She, 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 she put both bangles on and just disintegrated. Yeah. And then, and also, okay. So I also didn't like the power switching. That was kind of weird. Like they didn't really explain that very well. And it, well, it, it it works sometimes, sometimes it does. Like, there's times where Captain Marvel tries to make it activate and it doesn't happen. And she's like, what the fuck? And they never explain how exactly it works or what well, causes so it. It activated when, I think, the only time it would activate is when they one of each of them would use their powers at the same time. Okay. Which they were kind of demonstrating in that little training montage of them going to stop Dar Ben. Mm -hmm. Um where they were like doing the skipping rope and then doing the ball catching and stuff like that of like when two of them use their powers at the same time, that's when they would swap. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause yeah, it which made is, it really unclear about when, when it was when, doing it. when Brie was like trying to like, you know, activate her power. It wasn't teleporting her because no one else was using their power at the same time. And okay. it also kind of tracked of why, like their powers would still work after swapping because they activated them, swapped, and they were still in that activiz activization of using their yeah. power. Like they were still in the active state versus like the dormant one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I suppose that makes a little more sense, but it's, yeah, so they, they didn't really, that didn't come across very well. And that might, this might be the reason. He says that at least 30 minutes was cut from this film, led to editing and pacing issues, which could make sense to me. I'm like, it did have, definitely have pacing issues because like they have a fight on the scroll world. Then we go do like a training montage. Then we or no, we have a fight on the saber platform. Then we do the, yeah. the fight on the scroll world training montage. Then we do another fight on the singing world, and then we have like the main fight at like the end. It had some yeah. really weird pacing issues. I also, like, the the whole thing of the first planet they went to, where the air was sucked out of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Um, when when Captain Marvel like shouts at Miss Marvel saying that we have to save who we can. Do you think at this, uh, like from that point on, Miss Marvel has kind of learned what the moral dilemma of being a hero kind of is. Like you can't yeah. save everybody. Yeah. Like mitigating loss versus like saving everybody. Yeah. Like, I think so. I definitely think so. I think that was a good, that was definitely a good lesson for the character. She kind of now knows the responsibility and the decisions a hero has to make during an, a, mm. like a fight or an event or so, like kind of, you know, life or death situation. Whereas you kind of have to, like, like, like Captain Marvel said, you have to save who you can. You can't exactly. save everybody. Like, this was her like Avenger moment, which yeah, like you could say that she did like have like a main world saving event in her show, but this was like she actually had to like deal with like saving an entire planet. Yeah. So let me see here. Also, she now has both bangles. Yeah. Yeah. Now she has like, and her powers are like actively like way more unlocked or way more powerful than they were before. Mm. Yeah. I did so, like the way the use of like how you like it seems like she learned a lot in using her powers since the show as well because she was able to make just like little like poles in the air and like swing around them and you know every everything like that so like it seemed like she had kind of been at least training in the background between the series and the film on how you know using her powers getting used to activating them what she can use them for type thing. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I want to I want to talk about this real quick. WikiTalk says, "Oh, come on, the whole flirting thing, or uh, the whole thing is flirting awesome." Or, oh no, he says 
That, okay, so I want that makes me think about that part at the end. The the cats. So the, how they they right. they have Where the, the, the fuck did Goose get pregnant? I, it's an alien, dude. It's an alien cat. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Maybe they reproduce like asexually or something. I don't fucking know. And also, the baby Birkin is so freaking cute. Oh, no, I'm, I'm like, I want one. I was all for that. I didn't really prefer. I I thought it was dumb that they made them all CGI cats. Because I'm like, you could have just used actual kittens for most of the, the yeah. shit. Like, you're using also, CGI I, kittens. I, I, I love that whole part of the film where they were... <laughs> yeah, they're chasing around. Like, like kittens they're are chasing around everyone around and eating that, them. It was, it was the woman who hid around the corner, looked around, nothing was there. And then you just hear Goose go, meow. And she just looks over. It's like, that was like... That was kind of like horror movie-esque type situation right there. Yeah, and they found a way to make that funny. Like, for, from the point of view yeah. of all the of all the saber and, and like, sword or, like, guys, that's a horrifying thing. But they made it, they found a way to make it funny. And I I was, I was down with it. The only thing I was, I was really confused about is that, you know, they pack up all these cats full of people into this thing. I'm like, dude, that'd be way too heavy for that ship to move. Like, yeah. the laws of physics still apply. But also, another way the laws of physics don't apply... All the power was shot off in the space station. So what's holding the space station in the like above the atmosphere? Why wasn't it drifting off further into space? I have no idea. He because, does say that it, you apparently touched on a good point. Never meet your heroes. It was barely explored. Could have been a great plot point. Yeah, it could have been like Miss Marvel kind of like suddenly realized maybe meeting Captain Marvel wasn't such a great. Mm. Yeah, you know, great thing to uh, to have happened, but I feel like if Miss Marvel hadn't have met Monica and uh, Carol, that maybe she wouldn't have learnt the lessons that she learnt during those events. Like maybe she wouldn't have learnt that a hero can't save everybody, mm. and like she would have constantly been putting herself even more harm to save every single person during something. Whereas. She now learns. She she's kind of now. Like I said, she knows knows the responsibility of being a hero. Exactly. So yeah, and, and so all of that great plot point or great like thing for Kamala. Like it is character development, and I do kind of. I am. I, I will admit, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with like the Young Avengers. You know, like we talked about it before that mid credit scene where she goes and yeah. talks to uh not Monica Rambo. Uh, what's her name? Kaylee Steinfeld's character. Kate Bishop. There we go. She goes and talks to Kate Bishop and then mentions Cassie Lang. It's like we could definitely be seeing like them show up as young Avengers or as new Avengers later on. Like yeah. with, with Falcon, Kate, with the Kate, Captain Mar or Yeah, go ahead. Kate in brackets, the future Mrs. Peaky Arrow. Brackets, Bishop. This fucking guy. I'm so I'm so I'm a huge, huge simp for Hayley Seinfeld. You're right? a simp for all these chicks. Like you are a simp for like most for all of them chicks in the MCU. Like, what the hell? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sorry. They, they choose hot actresses. No. And come on, Peggy Steinfeld in Kate Bishop's like tight leather, leather outfit. You can't, you can't say you didn't look. I, I mean, I absolutely did, but that's beside the point. Exactly. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, Kate Bishop. I want. I'm. She's gonna be my wife one day. I'm like, bro, you need to chill. Mate. You're like 30 years old. You need to chill. <laughs> exactly i'm 30 time's running out the top the, the clock is ticking gilbert i'm like you realize that she's getting older too right like it's not it... yeah <laughs> anyway. i know all right so brightburn says i love how they said that monica could only heal the rift between 616 and the x-men universe by being on the x-men side 
as opposed to the 616 side. Okay, so this whole multiverse thing of, like, we now know the X-Men are on a different universe to the main Marvel universe, right? Yes. That's more or less confirmed. But we know of there are some kind of mutate, like X-gene type mutation on main Earth. Yeah, on right? the sacred because timeline, of, yes. Because of Kamara, she, she, they confirmed that she is a mutant in her show. So, and obviously Scarlet Witch is confirmed to have been a mutant as well. Me and my mate were talking about this because it kind of helps tie into the events of the end of Loki series two. Whereas for those who haven't watched it, I'm going to slightly spoil it. It's Do been it. what okay. over a week now. You should have watched Loki series two. Loki it ends up with Loki saving the multiverse and the TVA by becoming the room and holding the strands of together. the multiverse. Like together. he it, he makes the multiverse a tree rather than a line. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's the world tree. Um, from Norse mythology. That's what it more or less is now. Um, so now Loki is holding the strands. Me and my mate have come up with the theory of he's the one to bring the universes together and to recruit everyone in this big multiversal battle that is soon to come. He, Because with him being able to control it, surely he's going to be able to cast one of his projections into a chosen universe of his choice. Okay. Okay, I see what you're. Hmm. Because he's not technically using any of his magic at the moment. He well, I, he made the, I, the only reason why the strands turned green is because he touched them, mm -hmm. and he was like he's know, giving them energy and like power. He's giving them he life. He's giving them some kind of energy in order for the strands to survive long enough for him to be able to hold them together. So, mm -hmm. and because Loki's able to use like powers while he's using powers like he's able to use you know some of his powers while he's casting a projection of himself so is he gonna cast a projection into certain universes that have heroes capable enough I mean, to help the main universe into defeating this big multiversal battle that is i mean he's kind happen. of become the watcher at this point right like by being he the one holding... he, he's become the watcher and he's also become the the one who remains yeah, he is he who remains, but also like he's a multiversal traveler now because he's control. If he can see, if he is the thing holding all the multiverse together, then he could probably see all the different branches and like what's going on it, in them. It, exactly, which like like I said, it makes more sense of he's the one to bring these universes together. And in the meantime, after this big multiversal battle, is he gonna keep like the X Men and the Fantastic Four in the main universe? Just in case there's a bigger threat out there somewhere. Hmm. Let's see. I want to. I want to do. Want to point this out. He says, "Pay no mind to the worst scene in the film." That and that's the end credit scene with the with them two and talking about the young Avenger because it, he's it's a blatant ripoff of the Tony and Nick scene. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't call it. I, I I wouldn't call it a blatant ripoff, but in a way. I don't think there would have been anybody after watching that scene. I don't think there would have been anyone else I chosen to start recruiting this next Avengers esque team, this mm -hmm. next generation of supers that are going to be here when when you know the others are no longer with us. So this is paving the way of the future of the MCU. Once we lose other heroes, we've lost Stark, we've lost Natasha, you know. Like uh, we Hawkeye, his he, he, well, yeah, ha Thor is Thor Hawkeye, is off doing Hawkeye, his own Hawkeye, thing right now. Hawkeye is Hawkeye is retired. 
exactly. He passed his his mantle on to Kate Bishop. Kate, like, he, yeah. So at this point, this is going to be how new t- like it's it's kind of a, a kind of a great way to show the the future of the MCU. It, I thought of it more as a tribute to hmm. Fury and Stark's conversation more than anything because that paved the, the that. That started the path to the MCU. This is carrying it forward to the future. So it was kind of like hardcore Marvel fans will realize what we're doing here. Yeah, and, and we're getting we're getting the X Men too. And we're and yeah, and we're getting the X Men. So like, it was it it was kind of like if they more or less use this film, like I said, to point to what's coming. This exactly. is going to be like this is helping project the future of the MCU, and this is as close at the moment we can get to future projects. And at that point, that's kind of that's probably why I love this film so much is because they gave so much in to what's possibly going to happen next mm-hmm. to okay. what is happening. Like the mm-hmm. the. the this is what I like about what Marvel films do compared to like the DC shit you um, is that they don't, as well as focusing on the projects that are set to be released, they help pave the future for films that are yet to come and have yet to be announced. Whereas the mm-hmm. DCU just scramble all over the place looking for some kind of plot when they can't find one. Mm. Let's see. The only recognizable heroes they have left from the Infinity Saga are Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Hulk, and possibly Thor. Yeah. Well, there's also Star Lord. He's on Earth, so he'll he'll probably show up Star- again later well, on. Well, it was it was said at the end of Guard- Guardians Three that Star Lord will return. return. So like I the Guardians reckon, won't, but he will. I reckon what will happen next is obviously the next time we see Peter Quill is that he's on Earth. Clearly, he's brought his gear with him, like his helmet and his his guns and his jump boots. Clearly, mm-hmm. because that's more or less the only possessions he had when he was up in space. Exactly. Right. So yeah. So I reckon he's gonna. I reckon he's gonna be at his granddad's house. He's gonna switch on the news, or he's gonna be. He's gonna overhear something of shit. Something big is going is about to go down, and Peter's gonna gear up. Quill mm-hmm. is going to gear up and he's going to help protect his home. Yeah. Just like he did during Guardians. His home was his was the Guardians. That was that was his home while he was out there. Mm-hmm. So that's what he done. He done out there he protected what he called home. He'll do the same with Earth now that he's back. Exactly. And so yeah, and so my thought is like they're like you said they're definitely building up to something new. Like they're building up to the multiverse. Like maybe like so this is something that brings up with Brightburn is that so there's apparently been news that like they're you know I, we've all heard it that they're trying to yeah. move away from Kang like from Kang the Conqueror apparently or there's like I, the, the rumor. In, in full honesty, I'm waiting for official statements to come out from Marvel and from. Um, Kang's actor. Yeah, but on if what that's... is happening? No, but if that is the case, no... though, at the at the moment, no one knows what's happening until the court case is done. Yeah. Until but everything let's... of this, every till all this court stuff is over and done with, no one knows what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but I like what they're doing is they're trying to think of a contingency in case they need to let Jonathan Majors go. But even if they do, like, let's assume that they do. Like, let's so let's assume that Jonathan Majors is gone. Like, that we don't do the Kang thing. They can still do multiverse stuff, and they could de- still definitely do a multiversal war. 
Like, they just don't necessarily need to have Jonathan Majors there. Also, the thing is, they don't have to step away from Kang. They can step away from Jonathan Majors as an actor, but they can use a different actor as the one true Kang, and all of the others are a variant. We've we've seen in the MCU that as well as variants looking exactly like the main universe, there's also variants that are slightly different in look. Mm-hmm. And a, yeah, so yeah, we saw that at the end of, of Quantumania. All the different Kang variants look at some of them. Well, there's a scroll variant, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. So they can easily make Kang still a big bad, but save not it for the the majors. next. Or, or we'll continue with these slight teases that Kang is coming, right? Mm-hmm. No, Doctor Doom is the next big bad for Avengers 5 and 6, right? Bring Doctor Doom as the big bad, which helps connect the X-Men and the Fantastic Four into the MCU. Yeah? Then Kang is the next big bad in Avengers uh, 7 and 8. Right? Mm. Because, as well as this multiverse saga, we don't know what saga's next. They haven't said what we're getting next. We could get a time saga. I mean, Which at that point, we, that might be... be... At that point, I don't know. We I, we might actually have to end it at that point and call it, like, the Multiverse Saga no. is the end, because that's... No. You can't really go... After that, we there's can. infinite places there, to go. There, there, exactly. So we can well, get a Time Saga well, where Kang is, the ver- is, Kang is the big bad of the Time Saga because Kang is a time traveler. I mean, you can definitely do multiverse. That, you can de- you can definitely do time travel stuff with the multiverse, though, but you don't necessarily you, you, need to do oh, a Time yeah, no, Saga. But I'm I'm thinking of a point past the multiverse saga. We could potentially get a time saga where it is Kang has messed time up. Mm. Everything is messed up, which would possibly bring in if they wanted to Iron Man and Black Widow back because time could be all over the place. Time has been rewritten. People are in places where they shouldn't be. I and mean, in times where they but that's just be. but that's just another multiverse. Then I'm like, that's what I'm saying. So we could just do that story with in the in a yeah, what if or another saying, multiverse. Like, it's a continuation of the multiverse saga. It builds in like multiverse saga, then leads into that. Then after that saga, we could then do the cosmic saga, which brings in the <sighs> biggest bad in comic book. I, I know Galactus is what you're reading. Which is Galactus, because it's not just the heroes of like the Avengers, X-Men, Fantastic Four, street-level heroes that team up to fight Galactus. Well, it's also so, the so, villains. So here's my thing, though. Is they, they, might be, they might already be doing that just because we already have in the internals, we had, uh, uh, not Galactus, we had, um, what's it called? The the guys, fucking the, not Eternals, the shit, the Celestials. We already had Celestials show up in in the Eternal, so I'm like, they're gonna have Galactus eventually, if, especially if they're doing the Fantastic Four. But my thought is, is that like you don't necessarily need to have a whole saga just for Galactus. You could definitely have him in there and still have Kang be the big bad. But like Galactus is just a, is a, it has his own movie with the Fantastic Four, like I, I, and then I, Doctor Doom as well. I think if they were to do Galactus right, then they would introduce him in the Fantastic Four film. Mm-hmm. They would. They would. They would kind of like, you know, Galactus would retreat and then he would start going off and getting more heralds, right? That's a great way to, 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 to build on the Galactus. But I think for them to fully defeat and stop Galactus, they need to do what they've done in the comic books and have one gigantic team up of not just heroes, but the villains 
of the MCU because villains have stopped uh, have teamed up to stop Galactus multiple times, right? Yeah, that's because what, apparently he says the same thing. Yeah, Doctor Doom is the next big bad because Galactus wants to consume everything. If Galactus consumes everything, there's nothing for the villains to rule. There's nothing for the villains well, to conquer. Again, there's just another universe. Like at that point, they'll just open up a portal to another to another universe. Go to that. You know what I'm saying? But that can't always be the answer. Just wait. Wait until they bring Hugh Jackman and Deadpool into the into six one six. Excited for Deadpool three. Like knowing that like the TVA are directly connected to what's going to be happening in Deadpool three. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see Morbius in it again because Owen Wilson. Set, oh, Mo- Mobi- Mar- Mobius, not Morbius. Mobius. Yeah, <laughs> scared me as, for a second. Um, right. I'm sorry, but Owen Wilson killed it in Loki. Mm-hmm. He he was one of my favorite characters in both seasons. Mm-hmm. Didn't they already offer right. Pedro Pascal? That I think I think yet- they already I think they already confirmed it, or they said they're that's what they're saying is it's confirmed. Uh, right. I want to know what everyone else's stance on this Pedro Pascal's Mr. Fantastic, because I said this to Gilbert before we went live, because we spoke about it briefly. Mm-hmm. For me, he doesn't have the right stature and build to play Reed Richards. Reed Richards, like even before he turned into Mr. Fantastic, he's quite a tall, slim guy. That's not pe- I'm not calling Pedro Pascal fat, but he's kind of built. He's got like a, he's, he's kind of built a bit, you know. So I feel like for him, for, for Mr. Fantastic Four to work, they do kind of need a tall, slim guy because that's how Mr. Fantastic can stretch. So being tall and slim is kind of how stretching things work. It's I, how, I it, it's kind I, of he like doesn't necessarily need to be. Works. We'll, we'll see Look how he goes. Band, it's thin. It can stretch a lot better. There's plenty of rubber bands that are thicker, but I'm but I, that's beside the point. Yeah, but anyway. have you tried to thick a, a thick rubber band and then and then stretch a thin one? The thin ones stretch more. Mm. Okay, I don't disagree, but I just like I don't think that that matters when it's an actor. It does fucking matter, <laughs> right? That's the end of it. I don't think it does. It matters. Well, it doesn't. Like, I've been nice to you so far today. Don't make this change, Gilbert. It okay. is a, it's a stupid thing to be all angry about, is that he's not tall and lanky enough. I was like, <laughs> but Marvel, in my eyes, Marvel have been pretty perfect at casting, mm. uh, casting roles. I just don't think this is going to be a good... It, my opinion might change. If it's true and I watch the film, my opinion could possibly change. Like, throw back to this clip and, you know, everything. Mm. So, my opinion might change when I see the film. But, for me, at the moment, it just do- it just doesn't feel right. I said mm-hmm. this. Gilbert. Gilbert said he might play. He probably play a good Ben Grimm. Yeah, I could see it. I could see him playing Doctor Doom. As yeah, well. no, that'd be a good one too. Like Pedro Pascal as Doctor Doom, I can see it. But we'll see. Well, I will just have to see it. Like if it does end up being true, I wait and see, and maybe it'll end up being really, really good. Maybe not. But you know. Uh, so real quick, we we kind of went on a huge uh, like tangent there about where we think the MCU is going, how we feel about the multiverse oh. and all that. So let's go back to the horrible movie. What? Nineteen eighty five. Just put. I can see Pedro Oscar being dead shot for DC, but not for Reed Richards. Yeah, 
I, I, do you know, I, I can actually see that as well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying. Like that, that, that's a perfect role. He just, mm-hmm. like I said, I just don't see it as Reed Richards at the moment. Give it time, man. Shave his, shave his mustache off. Give him a little white, little white hair on the sides. I don't think Pedro Pascal would shave. Nah, man, he's gonna have to. It's a rule. <laughs> so that's why. It's that's why. Fucking... Clean shaven. Yeah. Well. Maybe he won't. I don't know because they didn't. They didn't do that. Like they didn't. They made uh, what's his name? The Superman made uh, Henry Cavill not shave for the for Superman role because of the other movie no. he was in. Yeah. So he he wasn't allowed to shave that because of Mission Impossible. So they yeah, so CGI'd they, they, it. And so I'm yeah. Sorry, so but... so if he doesn't have a role, another role that a lot, that says, hey, you have to have a goatee or something. Maybe they will make him shave. I mean, he's got Last of Us series maybe two to still make. Movies are failing because they are on streaming services three months later. Unless you're a huge fan of the franchise, you're more likely to wait until you can catch it on TV. Yeah, that's true. That's that, yeah. I got to make streaming services that I could in the movie game. Ah, right, see, he shaved for Maxwell Lord. It's a fact. Wonder Woman yeah, eighty four. That was before he had Last of Us. He's now playing Joel in the Last of Us. He's bearded. Ah. They've confirmed there's like another after series two. There's like two more series of Last of Us. You know what? Fuck that. Make him make him shave. Do it. <laughs> or CGI the beard off. <laughs> nah, but okay. So let's go back to let's go ahead and get back to Captain Marvel or the Marvels real quick. Uh, because we we as I said we veered a good ways okay. off of that. The singing planet. We're the gonna, singing we're, planet. We're gonna hit the nail on the head of like possibly like my least favorite part of the film, and I can definitely worst. already tell your least favorite part of the film. Worst part of the like, film when it became a it became of... a full fledged Disney movie. Captain Marvel was is married. Yeah, she's married to some like some dude who looks like he he is in BTS. Like I don't know who the fuck that guy was or what actually. No, yeah, no idea. Looks like some dude from BTS. Fucking, he, they're sitting there. Oh yeah, no, this is a planet where everyone they don't understand you unless you're singing. Like that's the only way they communicate. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And and then the only the only part I was kind of okay with is when they had her like do the whole dress thing. I'm like, oh, actually, hey, Brie oh, kind of hot. Her outfit changing into the dress was that, I, that was that was that was actually really. She actually looked kind of, she actually looked very pretty there. But everything after that, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Cleavage. Um, Yes. And I did like it's how it transitioned kind of she wasn't in her Captain Marvel outfit, but it transitioned into like kind of an like her her you know, her Captain Marvel suit in, in a way. It had the red, the blue, it had the star on the front. Like it was that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I wonder like... whose idea that was. I wanna know who in the writer's room came up with a singing planet. Because I will, I want to meet them and I want to backhand them. So here, I want to see the Marvel's director who it was because I think it was like a, it's a pretty like no, not not no name, but it was like a uh, a director with like a pretty like small uh, discography or like small filmography. Let's see, Nia de Costa. Let's see what are, what movies did she has she made. So, because I want to see, because yeah, it it felt really this movie to me felt really weird. I don't know about you, Peaky. Like it, it just like that that singing scene just felt like out of left field, and it's like, what the actual shit are we doing here? Let's see. Yeah, I, I just, there, there, surely there's plenty of other planets in the bloody universe they could have used as an all water planet. Okay, so get a did. water world with Kevin Costner. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there are other planets. You could have just used a planet that you could have used that planet and not had them sing. Just, it was a yeah. weird. 
It's a weird decision. Like, uh, choice. Okay, so this lady, she directed Candyman, the the remake or the the sequel. She directed a movie or a show called Little Woods or a movie. I don't know what that is. And then the Marvel. So yeah, she's only she has done very little. Okay, so she's very new to the direct. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Like uh, the directing and the way the film was shot and they're like everything else was brilliant. Right, I loved like how they were, especially some of the the teleporting fight scenes. How they were made, how they were, yeah, how the camera was panning with that. That was brilliant. That was really well done. Mm-hmm. But it, I just want to backhand the writer that came up with the singing planet. Yeah, no, that was that was stupid. The the character, it was really weird. I I like how you know what I appreciate that there were people who were enjoying it because I was in the theater. People were actually like going with it and actually enjoying Kamala and Monica's like reactions to everything. But, oh, Kamala yeah, me... was in for it. Monica was just good. Like she'd been slapped around with a wet fish like the whole time. Like, <laughs> she was not amused. Yeah, no, but I like this comment by Colin. He says, Larson is, is like Amber Heard. They are drop dead gorgeous, but an unattractive 15 minutes into whatever movie they're in. No, 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 no. Amber Heard just isn't drop dead gorgeous. Like she's no, she's not even on the fucking scale. Yeah, no, I, I would absolutely agree. Amber Heard is nowhere. Like I don't see, I don't see, I don't see how anyone could call Amber Heard attractive because she's to to me, she's not. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, Amber Heard is not. She's a meh. She's a she's a solid five. <laughs> she's a solid five. That's what I'd give her out of ten. Yeah. Like she ain't right, a ten now. Brie Larson get into what goes on in her head. Like, but, yeah, Brie Larson. I'd be like, she's a, she's a easily like an eight, like a nine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah she's, eight, but nine, I just don't. Eight, I just don't. Eight, put it in the middle. Eight point five. There you go. And I'm just I just don't like the movie. I just didn't like this. And I've softened my my opinion on Brie Larson has definitely softened over the last you know couple of years since since very, Captain Marvel came out. I've got to admit. I at first I was up there with the people that wasn't too sure on Brie Larson being Captain Marvel when the first film came out. I was just pissed that she that she talked shit about the fans. Um, yeah, that also didn't help. But as I done a few rewatches and then saw her in Endgame, I was kind of like, okay, I don't see anyone else playing Captain Marvel at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Like Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel grew on me, and and I and I've accepted that. I've accepted that Brie Larson as Captain Marvel is just going to be a thing. Like I'm down for it now, and I'm and I'm okay with yeah. it. I just yeah, just it was just certain parts of this movie I didn't like. I walked into it hoping to like it. I really wanted to like uh, uh, the Marvels. To be honest, I went in, I went in kind of with an open head when I watched it the other day because. Obviously, this is our first... All right, Black Widow is female-led as well. But, like, this was our first female-led team-up movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see what you're saying, yes. I wouldn't call Black Widow a team-up movie. Eh, It's not... I wouldn't... You're right, because technically her sister is not... It's not, like, another superhero who she teams up. It's a bunch of different Black Widows. Like, it's it's not a... Yeah, it's not a team up movie so much as it is just a Black Widow movie. Whereas that was called Black Widow, so that was about Natasha. That that film was about Natasha. Whether you, no matter what direction you look at it, it was about Natasha and how you kind of got more backstory and how she became a widow and obviously what she was up to during Civil War and Infinity War. Okay, exactly. That that's what that film was all about. Whereas the Marvels was our first female-led superhero team-up movie for the MCU. 
right? And so I went into an open head with an open head. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I only watched one trailer. I didn't watch any of the other trailers that got released apart from the very first one. Mm -hmm. So I went into it very clear, open head of not quite sure what I'm going to experience here. I came out loving it. Well, I'm glad you. In I'm glad someone. It had, it. it had comedic aspects of Kamala Khan's mum and dad. Like they're, br I fucking love them. They're bring bring them back for more Marvel things because they are hilarious, right? It had mm. it had action. It had a bit of Haley Steinfeld's ass at the end. Um, like you put all of that in a little cauldron, you mix it up. Spot on, my sp spot Ooh. on movie. Okay, so I agree. And so this is a weird thing. And this has nothing to do with the with how good the movie is. But Rafente here says, have you guys heard the controversy regarding the actor that plays Kamala's dad? I was highly surprised to see him here. I understand that the shooting took place before the controversy got out. Like the shooting of the of the uh, movie, he, he means. And the controversy... I, no, I, I yeah, so the, the veteran actor has been accused of sexual harassment by a 15-year-old girl. The victim took, a social, took to social media to share her experience with Mohan Kapoor and claimed that the actor's ex-partner was aware of his behavior but ignored it. The last incident makes Mohan Kapoor the latest Me Too victim accused. So I'm like, so damn, dude. Apparently he got accused of, of you know, not I'm not being a diddler, but of being inappropriate with a 15-year-old. Okay, now this, like, this is kind of like segued into what I'm about to say. Oh boy. This whole Me Too thing, it to me, oh boy. half the stories that get said in this Me, this me Too thing... I don't believe right? a lot of them. I don't take of a, with a grain of salt because it seems to me that a lot of people that have been doing the me too thing since the whole Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing have been doing it because they got publicity. Maybe I'll get publicity if I say stuff. I feel like that. I may be wrong, right? I may completely be wrong and sh real bad shit like that ha is happening to all to, to, to these people. And they are. These stories are true. Right, mm. but a lot of them I don't quite like. This is the thing with sexual harassment: is that you can't always know who's actually telling the truth because it's one person's story against another's. Mm. Unless there's evidence, like that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation, there was text messages, there was voice recordings. Yeah, there was there was a, there was a lot of shit. we we knew who was the real baddie in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if there's no photographic or text or video message, video evidence, you, you don't, you don't know whose side of story to believe. Jeez. Well, okay. I am I don't know about any of this, but if that's true, you know, yeah, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe keep oh, that. Maybe right, just, yeah. maybe just don't show that during the, in future that. stuff. Like, like I said, right. If it is true, fuck, like, I'm like, you know, I feel bad. That's actually happened. But, like you know, it it it's a tip of the scale situation. Like you don't know which way the scale is actually going. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to say it. Yeah, I I think that's yeah. You're right. It's it until you actually know. You don't know until you know. Until you until there's until this. Oh, I have evidence here. Okay, see the show off the evidence. Then then a decision can be well. made. Maybe Where don't show is... off this evidence because I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see a dick pic. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, me neither. Actually, no, no. I want to see some old fucking, some old like. 
Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. You know, that's why I corrected myself. I was like, well, no, no. Let's see. I love how this has all become a thing about Brie Larson and whether or not she's attractive. Uh, I mean, so, I mean she's she, she an 8.5. I think she's prettier than that. I think the Me Too thing is more to support is more support than attention. Uh, but somewhere in the yeah. near in the middle. Yeah, like, like I said, it it's something you're not quite sure where to go with because do I want to believe this stuff and support it or do I not want to believe it but still try to support those it's actually happened to? Like, mm. either way, I, you want to try and... Either way, you want to try and support victims, but either way, you don't quite know what sh- what, what story to believe in. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. It's... it's well, boy, we've got down a path. Like I said, it's we've a real down. shitty thing to have had. Like, for any of those that have experienced it, it's a real shitty thing. I'm sorry it's happened. Like, I feel bad, like, and everything like that, you know, I'll happily support people, but I would like to get some clarification of what's actually happened before I start saying, okay, I believe you or no, I believe them. That, that, yeah, that's my point of view on it, on it all. Yeah, get some facts before you, before you just jump Ex- to conclusions. Exactly. We, we, like, you know, uh, there, there's a little bit of a segue I want to go into that, but we'll get into that into like the Talk the Shit uh, podcast next week. Cool. I didn't, you know, I honestly didn't think we were going to go to where, I didn't think we were going to get on a tangent about the Me Too movement and, and like, all of its hey, failings. Wait, or Gilbert, you should know by now to expect a tangent. One, you've got me on here. And two, Harrison isn't here to control the tangent. Yeah, I know. To, to take it back. Harrison so, yeah. usually brings us back from the tangent because me and you both go on the tangents. Yeah. So here, how, let's try. Let's how try is to get moral, How is the moral compass of us two? And I'm just, I, I'm the magnet that draws the compass away from the heading, and you're just the the needle head of the compass. You go in the direction I take you in. I firmly disagree. You know how what direction I go in? My own. <laughs> no, try but, running a all... podcast without me and just yourself. Okay, so we're just going to talk about Miss Marvel. It sucked. There we go. See you later, everybody. Have a good week. I will see you all next week. Remember, we are all fulcrum. Take it easy, everybody. Can't wait, wait. No, but in all seriousness, though. You wouldn't be able to do it, would you? <laughs> I mean, I just did it. You saw. You saw. Five seconds. Start <laughs> yeah, no. uploading. No, but in all seriousness, though. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, no, but. Bye. But yeah, guys, so in all seriousness, though, it was not my cup of tea. This movie is, to make it better, I would have gotten less Beastie Boys. <laughs> I would have put... Sabotage! Yeah, no. no, that's not Beastie Boys. That's not that, not, well, no, that, I think that is, but yeah, it was the wrong song. Yeah. But yeah, no. Nah, it, that's it the just, song I think of when I hear Beastie Boys. Mm, it was the... Uh, shit, it was... I don't know what fucking song. I don't listen to Beastie Boys very much. All I know... Oh, I thought you were ending it. No, I'm, in all seriousness, no, we're not. We're not actually ending it. I was just joking around because yeah, yeah that... I said he couldn't do the podcast without me, Tim. Which yeah, we so... all know is true. We all know I can't help to carry this podcast. I mean, I could do the podcast without you. I just couldn't do the podcast without someone else. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be you. And unfortunate for you, it's me here this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work alone. Go home, buddy. Yeah, no, Mister Incredible. I am Mr. Incredible, and you are frozen, or not frozen, you are a syndrome. <laughs> I'm going to give you a syndrome in a minute. This fucking guy. Nah, but in all seriousness, though, so, 
uh, I don't know. I, it was not my cup of tea. I know a lot of people were in the theater laughing at it and actually having fun and enjoying it. I was sitting there just like, this is dumb. And, and, and you know what? It, although, if one good thing came out of this movie, it made me think that Captain, the first Captain Marvel was better. The first Captain Marvel is definitely better than this movie. I don't know. I kind of liked a few of the... One thing I did like is it, it shot back at a bit of what Captain Marvel did after the events of the first film. Like she, like she said, she went to the Kree planet. She tried to set them free from the supreme intelligence. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they didn't made that movie. Dude, I wish they made that movie. I would have watched the crap out of Captain Marvel fighting the Kree and taking on the Supreme Intelligence and shit. I would have right. watched the shit I, out of that. I love that bit. I also love the bits where they were in that dreamscape machine and that mm. they showed Captain they they showed Carol and Oh, during wanted, during end like before Endgame. Like they showed her Endgame. like between the blip, yeah, like her being yeah. you know, having cancer and like Carol being on Earth. That was pretty cool. I'll admit that was a, that was not bad. I, yeah. And they and they do I do I do like that part where she's like, God, if I had just been a little bit slow, if you had been a little bit faster, you could have run to the you know the thing before me, and it would have been you being Captain. Mar and like she mentions, I like I don't I didn't ever wanted to be Captain Marvel. It's okay, you know, everything's fine. But in that other universe, I love how it comes back around because in that universe, she didn't die of cancer because she became Captain Marvel. Yeah, in uh, in Doctor uh, in Multiverse Madness. Well, yeah, that too in the multiverse of madness, that one. But also, I'm talking about the one where in the X Men universe where where Monica ended up. Like, I like how that came yeah. back around where she's in, like she she did survive. And I'm I'm willing to bet in that universe, Carol probably died. Maybe, yeah, maybe that that version of Marie isn't a mutant. She's she got a she's what happened. She's what happened when Captain Marvel. Yeah, but she yeah, just like, works with the X Men. Kind of exactly. like Carol works with the Avengers. She's not a. She's not an Avenger. She works with them. Captain Marvel has never been a team up kind of person. Like she showed, like as well. She showed it in the film, but she showed it in comics and other appearances before as well, where they, um, they, 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 like you know, she goes and does help with team up. She's worked with the X Men. She's worked with the Avengers. She's worked with oh, worked with the Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, at some point as well. Oh yeah. She's more of a, a, a lone hero type situation, but if needed, she will team up. Mm -hmm. So, and yes, Brightburn, yes, it does. It does go higher. It does not go higher for the. No, it does not. No, it does not. It was meh. It was, you know, it, I, um, I don't want to be that guy. I hate being that guy, especially because I don't like. I I want to come at this all with a hot, with a good, positive attitude. But it was just. It was meh. I don't know what to tell you, man. It it goes. I don't know what I can do to change your opinion on it. There ain't gonna be nothing you can do. I maybe I'll have to watch it again when it comes to Disney Plus, and I'll check it out, and maybe I'll soften to it. But it's like right now, it's just. You know what you should do? Do you know what you should do? Watch it in super slow mode like I do. No, that's not gonna help me. That's not gonna help it get any better. I guarantee. Maybe when I maybe when it comes back around to the X Men. Finished Civil War, by the way. Oh, and did you? Yeah, did, how was that in slow motion? It took me like two months. Oh, why? Why do you do this? Bring Brie Larson's six one six Carol back to have Rogue from the X Men universe steal her powers and put her in a coat. <gasps> Ooh, 
let's have her do the fucking 90s X-Men thing. Fuck yes! Let's do it! That, that, that's how Rogue got her strength and her flying ability. Yeah, that's, that's how, yeah exactly. She took uh, over Captain Marvel's powers and then just kind of kept them. Like, yeah, because she's able to... Some powers, she, if she drains enough... Like, they're just hers like, now. Yeah, yeah. She, if she drains enough life force energy, they, they become hers. <laughs> this movie was Trash Panda, worst MCU movie ever. No, 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 no. Worst Mar. This is coming from me, and we, we, everyone on here should know by now how much of an MCU fanboy I am. Though I love every second, every minute of every second of it. But the worst Marvel movie to come out so far, Eternals. Really, Eternals? Huh. I would have said it would, like, well, obviously, you know, followed, I followed you know, closely by Thor Dark World. Oh, okay. Wow. That's followed very closely by Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, you are. Now you're insane. I, now I don't know if you're just trying to piss me off because you are crazy. That is one uh, of the I, best one. First Avenger is one of the best Marvel movies. You, sir. Ooh, you, sir. Hmm. But yeah, obviously, in my mind, like you guys all know the Marvel fanboy and the Marvel shill that I am. So I, I, I think my favorite Marvel movie, or my the the worst Marvel movie, is by far. I'm, I'm sorry, I had to do that again. But in all seriousness, though, uh, yeah, I think the worst Marvel movie has got to be either like the Incredible Hulk, or probably Ant Man: Quantumania. I don't. I see. I don't quite count the Incredible Hulk as MCU. It absolutely is. Anything that the oh, Incredible no, Hulk, no. Thor, I, event, Iron Man. I, I know Incredible, like technically, Incredible Hulk is an MCU film. Right? I know technically, but the only thing that makes it an MCU film is obviously Thaddeus Ross now reappearing in a, in other Marvel, in other Tony Stark Marvel at the end products. in the end credit scene. Tony, Tony Stark. Stark in the post credit scene. But did you know that post credit scene? They're not talking about the Hulk as a. Uh, uh, they're not talking about the Hulk. Yeah, no, they're talking about Captain America. No. Oh, who are they talking about? They're talking about having the abomination. Oh. Uh, well, either either they way, didn't know, they didn't know what happened to Banner. Banner and the Hulk disappeared after that fight in Harlem, right? So they don't know what happened to him. The only real, the only thing that they knew well, where where like where it was was abomination. That's so beside the point. The point first, is, it's still, it still is an MCU movie because of those scenes, and it and it still yeah, is the worst one. The only, like I said, that's the only thing that connects them to the MCU. Captain America as well. They talk about the. They talk about how Banner was trying to copy a super soldier serum. They reference yeah. Captain America, and then they also in the opening credits they show Stark Tech, like the, the army bought Stark Tech. So it is absolutely I, in the same yeah. universe. It's just that it's not a very good movie. No. <laughs> And Thor: The Dark World, you're right. Is okay. it is a close second uh, to that? Okay, okay. So it, given that, it's changed. Eternals, Thor: Dark World, Incredible Hulk, Captain America: First Avenger. Captain America, Ugh, you, you fool! I'm, fool. Right, I'm sorry, but every I as I've watched up until Endgame, all of the Marvel MCU films from Iron Man to Endgame, oh, probably two hundred times now. Right. Okay, so you watch them two two hundred times. Uh, I've watched from Iron Man to Infinite uh, to Endgame about two hundred times now. Right, that's mm -hmm. that's where I am on my rewatch count. I have a spreadsheet. I'm, I'm um, sure you do. I do. My mate made it for me. Um, 
so yeah, that's what that, that that's how many times I watched up until that point. Whenever mm. I get to Captain America: The First Avenger, I get a little bit bored. I don't get bored for any of the other movies, no matter how many times I've watched them. I just don't get. I just I I think it's because it's. I I think the one thing that I don't like in it is Chris Evans CGI'd on a really skinny body. I think that that's was one of the coolest parts. I think that they did it really well. They did that incredibly incredibly yeah, well. But it just looks weird. I, because you know what Chris Evans looks like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> but like anyone who doesn't realize, like, so my mom, my mom watched that show. When I, when I was like, I was in high school when that movie came out and I went to go see it with my family. My mom was like, oh my God, I can't believe he went from that tiny little guy to that. You know, I'm like, mom, he didn't. That's, that's his actor. They've CGI'd his, like some people didn't realize that they CGI'd his face onto a smaller person. Oh no, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't get how people didn't realize um, yeah, no, it's it, because there's it no way well. Chris Evans would have been able to transform into that skinny guy, into that muscular and that build like that quickly for uh, yeah, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen if you that that movie would take years at least, yeah. at least a year to fucking film if they did that. Yeah, because Chris Evans would need to bulk hard. Yeah, he'd have to, yeah he'd have to get skinny first because he already was pretty bulky beforehand. He'd have yeah. to get really skinny and then he'd have to bulk right back. I up. mean, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't that bulky in Fantastic Four. Like he wasn't he he had some build to him, but he wasn't built. Did you, did you like, ever see the losers? That was a DC no. property. Okay, check out the losers sometimes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, Chris Evans, and Zoe Zandala. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I like it, and he he looks exactly like Captain America in that movie. I think it's like two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay, but yeah. Either way, the point is that yeah, like he would have had to get real super skinny and then super big yeah. again. It would have taken forever. And that was just really impressive to do that, like that they CGI'd him on a smaller face. I think the only person, like the only actor I can think of who could do that type of transformation really quickly is Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah, no, fair enough. Christian Bale. He, somehow he manages to transform his body from like very built were... to super skinny to then built again ridiculously quick. Damn. And they already wasted fucking uh, poor goddamn Christian Bale on Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. They already wasted Christian Bale. We can't use him again. I, I honestly, I Falling Falling Love and Thunder isn't one of my favorites. I don't. I I just don't get the thing. I don't like about Thor: Love and Thunder mm-hmm. is I don't like Takiki's what he how you pronounce his Taika Watiti's. Yeah, I don't like his Takis. I don't like his comedy as a director, as an actor. His like with Korg and as Hitler and Jojo Rabbit, his comedy is really good. I don't like how he does comedy as a director. Okay, and that's one of my issues with Thor: Thor: Love and Thunder. Is it's too comedic for for a for, for a Thor film. Eh, I do see your point because uh, like with Thor: Love and Thunder, Thor is on this journey to figure out what he wants to do next of his life after the events of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what that's what the film is really like. If you think about it from Thor's perspective, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to find out what his purpose is. You know, he knows he's not meant to be king of Asgard, so he gave that to Valkyrie. But mm-hmm. so he's trying to find something that he knows he's good at, which is being a hero and Playing being Fortnite. with <laughs> and and being with the Guardians for some amount of time. But the Guardian, you know, at some time like they did in the film, they had to break off mm-hmm. right so the way 
Thor is in Love and Thunder. The, like, the, the, the little snarky one-liners he comes out with now and again. And like that's something Stark does. And like he it's just seemed like the direction that they went in with the film is that because Thor doesn't know what to do, he's lost his friends, he's lost his family, he's lost his team. He's just using their like he's just using them but, as like but, a but buff Natalie Portman. But like buff Natalie Portman. She's hot. I would dude. I would bang Natalie Portman today. Like, Natalie Portman now, not even just Natalie Portman in, like, the, when she was in her 20s. Like, dude, Natalie Portman is gorgeous. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I, I'll agree. She's fucking dropped there gorgeous. But, like, yeah, Thor Gov and just isn't one of my favorites. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not the best. But I, we can all agree that that the Marvels is not the worst Mar Marvel movie, but it's pretty damn close. It's like no, the bottom is. three. No, it's like bottom three. Yeah, Eternals, Eternals is... Eternals, is eh, Eternals did fine. Eternals was more... I'm sorry, but Eternals was way better than this movie. Like, Miss Mar the Marvels was worse than the Eternals. There we go. I said it. I done said it. We're going to have to do a redo. You, me, and Harrison have to sit down, and then, like, when when the Mar when we get, like, a few more Marvel... Yeah, because we already... So we already have a list, but we need to, like, revamp it and, like, redo it, because we already have... We did one while a while back of, like, the current... Of like the entire game, yeah. We exit well, yeah. Before that was before your time, but we did it before you uh, you showed up, and we and we actually have the entire like uh, Infinity Saga like mapped out. So we have to like we have to do another tier list with the Infinity Saga, and then have you like come bring your opinions in there and start swapping shit around and do like a re uh, do our own reboot of that. Yeah, that, so, yeah. Was, that was during the that was during the dark ages of the channel before I came around. I yeah. was the light that brought you from the darkness. Okay. I was the Luke Skywalker to your Vader. I don't. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> I've kept my call with you today. I've been really nice to you today. I've been I've been nicer to you than I have ever been on any production. I know. And it's and you know what? That was your problem. <laughs> I'm kidding, Peaky. No, right. but I do not do do not make me mention the place that you used to hang out. Where did I used to hang out? You used to hang out in the auditorium with Troy Bolton and Gabriella. Oh, that motherfucker! Yeah, this <laughs> shit. This motherfucker with his with his goddamn High School Musical. No! I'm really into Spider Man these days. I don't know why I keep doing Spider Man shit, but yeah. Ever since I knew where you lived, I just use it to my advantage. It's and just, just so stupid. Shit it's, into you. Talk about shit movies, God. With singing, with with unnecessary singing parts. We're all in this together. No, we're not. We are, in fact, not all in this together. And you know what? He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm all right. That's, I'm pretty much just blasting through all the shit we have in here. This oh, is, yeah. yeah but, what? This is why you got having me on. Don't lie. All right, guy. <laughs> No, okay, we're we're done with that. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. 
But uh, anyway, so I bring uncontrollable chaos that you never know what's going to come out of my mouth next. Yep, you are chaos. You are easily like you are true chaotic evil. I really am. It's fun. I love it. All right, guys. So Mm. here we are. We're pretty much at the end here. We've talked about most of the show. I do want to. I did want to touch on one thing, and it's just really a small thing. But the scrolls, man, they keep getting fucked over every goddamn Marvel property. Yeah, to be honest, I right. So this was actually meant to come up before Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's more or less a, a, a public knowledge now that this was technically meant to come out before oh. Sk- <laughs> Secret Invasion, which mm-hmm. makes sense of the scrolls going off with Valkyrie to New Asgard. Which yeah, we completely glossed that part over. I did like the the Valkyrie sh- uh, showing up and helping around. Also, was there just a tiny bit of chemistry between Carol and Valkyrie? Like, yeah, was there. Just... Yeah, there was. Did they, they smush pum pums? Did they, did they, did, you know? Well, I'm not gonna, they, I'm not gonna say that, but yes, they absolutely did. They, did they cut some paper with some scissors? You know, I reckon mm. they banged. Yeah, no, oh, they banged. They banged all over like that shit. Were, at one point during that conversation, it looked like they were gonna kiss. Yeah, they were. Minus Miss Marvel, her, Monica, and and uh, Captain Marvel up all up in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then Miss Marvel can go home because you know no children allowed. She's like 16. That doesn't change the fact that she's still a child and that is underage. She, <laughs> she didn't get to be part of that, you fucking pervert. Shame on you, Peaky. She's like, I'd get involved with Miss Marvel. But I'm just saying, she's 16. She can make her own choices. Not, like, not, acor- not according to the state of New Jersey, she can't. Don't you guys have 16 and pregnant on shows over there in the U.S.? Yeah, but they were but they were uh, impregnated by sixteen year olds themselves, not by some not by some chicks. At this point, Captain Marvel is like seventy. She's like seventy some odd years old, dude. Or no, she's like ninety. So she's like fifty. She's like fifty years old. She was only like in her twenties or thirties in the nineties, and now it's twenty twenty three. So she is like, well, no, because it's twenty twenty. Yeah, no, the Marvel movies follow follow the same thing. It's twenty twenty three after the blip. Or it's no, tw- it's yeah. Not. Or it's 2019. It, oh no, it's 2019 after the blow. Their end game is in 2023, so we're in what 2025, 2026 in the what? MCU. Well, that well then that makes it even further oh up. That means that that means that she's almost again almost like 45, almost like 50 some odd years old, even even more so. Like you know what Which, I'm saying? How does Captain Marvel age? Because she wasn't blipped. I think the I think the tesseract or like that energy is keeping her alive or like keeping her younger, like it's making her age slower. I don't I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe. How does Captain Marvel not age? I don't fucking know. Doesn't make any yeah, goddamn I just sense. Asked but I just but asked she this. is but she is like the second oldest Avenger next to Captain America. Like it's the weirdest fucking thing. But anyway, so now that we've gotten to this part, I do want to ask, Peaky. I think I already know what you're going to say. Where do you put this out of five? Out of five? Uh, hang on. Out of five Perkins? Yeah, there you go. Out of five flirting kittens, where do you put this movie? Three point five. Three point five. Okay, interesting. I, I, I enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it, but it, it would have been a four if it didn't have the singing playing it. Mm-hmm. I would have. Uh, you know what? I would have. I'm going to grant you on that one. It would have definitely been like a three or three and a half if it hadn't been for the singing planet. However, I'm going to give it a two. I'm gonna give it a sad, a sad, depressing two. Yeah, no, like, yeah. For me, for me, it was the, it, it was the okay. third. Yeah, right. Thor is the Thor's, oldest. He's like thousands. Thor is centuries old at this point. Yeah, so fair enough. But anyway, um, yeah, no. Um, 
Yeah. Like I said, I, I love the film. I love I love the action shots, especially like like I said, the the, the power swapping combat, how they were panning the camera around with those kind of like stunts. Mm-hmm. How many how many films do that kind of stunt work of power swapping and different uh, actors coming in and out of the frame within a second of each other? Like that that's some real hard that is some real hard camera action and some real hard like stunt work and editing to do to be able to Agreed. snap the everything into place. Like it that's I kind of looked at it, the way I've been looking at Marvel films quite recently is not just on how much I enjoyed them, but how much work goes into doing certain scenes? Fair enough. You know what? I will grant you that. It, it probably did take a significant amount of work, especially with the writer's strike and the actor's strike going on and shit like that. We don't know what else goes on behind the scenes. So you know what? Fair enough. It, it yeah. It's it's kind of sad that the movie is like objectively, go back to what Joker's voice said, it is kind of a, of a uh, financial flop. It hasn't made very much. Like here, let me look at what it's made. It's been one week since it came out. and. The Marvel's box office so far. Okay, looks like the Marvels is just sh- just nor- or shy of sixty three million internationally. I mean, that's of, not bad. That's yeah, a five as of five days ago, so it's probably made more since then. But yeah, yeah, that like sixty three mil. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. It could have made worse. It so yeah, made I, one mil. It could. So, it, that's true. It could have made nothing. It could have made absolutely yeah, nothing. It, it, it could have been a major box office bomb, but for it to be at sixty-three mil, it's not a box office bomb at that point. I reckon it's done quite well for itself so far, and we're early in. Like you said, within the opening. Oh week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, according to this, by according to Axios.com, uh, by the numbers, Marvel report Mar- the Marvels reportedly cost two hundred and twenty million to produce and another hundred million to market. So it's. It's just a, th- a shy of a third of what it needs to make to break even. Okay, it still has plenty of time in its theater run to make to to to, to really. It re- I feel like it released in quite a weird time of the month as well because it was kind of middle of the month, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get paid until the end of the month. So I reckon those numbers are probably going to go significantly higher as we're coming to the end of November. Fair. We'll definitely see exactly when the holidays start coming up. And yeah. it's like it's only a few more weeks until like either fall break or like Thanksgiving. Break and also, for the kids, doesn't so. doesn't it when it goes on to Disney Plus? Doesn't that increase the revenue as well on how much it made compared? I, I to think how so. Much I th- I believe I believe they make some of the the uh asset, like some of the money off of that. I don't know. I don't really know how that works. But yeah, I think they do get some of the like the yeah. subscription or so, subscriber. So, so so obviously comparing to you know the the theater run to streaming service so when it comes on disney plus it'd be good to see how much it makes draw when it goes on to disney plus because obviously revenue will start pouring in from it being streamed Mm -hmm. yeah so we'll have to just see we'll have to see where it goes and how it works and you know what happens with it i hope it does better because you know what if nothing else even though i didn't like it i'm glad other people did and i don't want to brain on their parade but being like good i hope it fails like i hope it does better i hope more people are able to go see it and i hope that what we've been seeing with some people like flat out not going to see like oh i went to the movie theater i'm by myself in the fucking theater <laughs> like i hope that yeah merchandise can help i'm laughing at what tim put <laughs> yeah scroll lives matter no they don't no they don't if scroll lives mattered we wouldn't you, you watched secret invasion if scroll lives matter they wouldn't have had to deal with all that bullshit of being like not fucking people not like real 
You know what I'm saying? Like not considered actual people. They're just aliens. They're green monsters. Did you, did you just eat? Did you just eat? What did, What are you doing? Are you eating on the podcast? Get the fuck out of here, you... Oh, this guy. This fucking guy. I, I, don't even, I don't even know what to do with this dude. Yeah, it's you. That's for you, Peaky. Eating. This son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, nah, guys, but I think that'll be the end of it. I, I hope... My, all right, so... Gilb, would you like a waffle? No, I wouldn't want to... What is it? What are you... What is it? Stranger Things? No, I don't want a fucking waffle. It's like, oh, you want an Eggo? Nah, but... What's he eating? Yeah, he's eating a waffle. But anyway. All right, guys. So, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Uh, so, I'm going to say thank you very much to my to my guest. To my co-host slash guest slash, uh, like, you know, member of the channel at this point. Peaky, thank you for being here. Is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you, on your... Is that... You call me got kind of like an official member of the Fulcrum channel now. I mean, basically, you, you're here every week and you're and you're in our crew cha chat on the Discord. Basically, yeah, dead guy too, too, if he wants to be. But yeah, but if not, then go fuck off. <laughs> but anyway, Guys, okay, the revolution is upon us. The pinky hour will take over. Oh, for fuck's sake! Without resistance. Sure. But also, so I want to say thank you to our to our guy. You have anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to uh, plug on your channel? Um, yeah, so after, obviously, if you may, people who have already subscribed to my channel, content has been a bit slow recently, mainly because I'm still kind of coming back from the charity stream I not I did not so long ago. As you know, that may not know, that takes a lot of planning. Mm -hmm. So that that took up a lot of time building up to the charity stream. Now, I'm, now I, I, I should have started recording videos a while back, but... If you didn't catch any of my live streams last week, I was non-stop playing Call of Duty Zombies for 10 days. Um, so that kind of took over my life, and I'm sorry about I've been not releasing content, but games games like that happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get back into the swing of making content this week. Tomorrow, over on my channel, I will be live streaming possibly one of the very worst games to come out, not just this year, but just in gaming history. And I'm not going to say the title. Gil probably knows the game that I'm referencing, but I don't want him to say because I want you guys to check out my stream tomorrow. I'll be um, starting at 10 a.m. English time, so GMT. I'll be starting at 10 a.m., and I'll be playing it until about 5 p.m. So I'm going to be playing it for a good, solid nine hours. Oh, my Lord. No, seven hours. Well, I'm, gonna try that, buddy. I'm going to try and complete the whole game in one stream. Mainly so I don't have to play it again and don't touch it. Um, I, was, I, I somehow, I don't know how, I managed to get this game free. Haven't paid a single penny. I've not been given the game by the developers or the publishers. Nothing. I've just somehow acquired a copy. Uh -huh. Yar no, Being a pirate is all right with me. No, not on the server seat. I have the disc. Uh, okay, Peaky. Didn't fall off a truck, did it? Nope. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know Fell out I'm of a GameStop. Ah, <laughs> oh, here it is. 
All right. Well, uh, don't you? Yeah, don't show us what it is yet. Yeah. We'll have to say it's rise of something, but we don't know what. Yeah. All Possibly right. Possibly well, the worst game to ever be released. Well, we are all looking forward to that. Everyone, go check out Peaky's channel. And go subscribe to it. It's in about a month, but I'm just throwing a tease out there. Sixteenth of December. What happened in 2023? What Gilbert's didn't happen in 2023? Gilbert's going to be there. Dude, what didn't but, happen in 2023? Well, you're, you're, but I'm bringing in a new show that I'll do once a year. About, this time, about December time every year. The Big Fat Peaky Quiz of the Year. Hosted by me. By the, by the small, skinny, not peaky of the... No. <laughs> hosted by me. And joined by six guests answering questions on what happened this year. We know Gilbert's going to be here. He's that yep. side. He swapped yeah, me around. Right. Damn right I'll be here. Yeah, Gilbert will be there. And all I'm going to say is there's going to be some laughs, possibly some tears, and hopefully some bloodshed. <laughs> some bloodshed. And one cooked monkey lizard. And, and a monkey lizard in a pear tree. There but, we go. Yeah, uh, and apart from that, I will start getting back into the swing of things of making my strange and mysterious stories because I know some of you here quite like my quite like those. Um, Reptiles of the world will be coming back probably in the new year because they take me a really long time to record. Mm. And with Christmas coming up, I'm getting less and less time between recording because I'm working longer hours. So. Yeah, it's, it, some content may take a little while to come out, but we're getting there. We're getting there. All right. And, and oh. before the end of the year, there will be an announcement on the channel of what's to come to the channel next year, because I've got some big projects planned, and I've got some interesting video ideas that I want to do. All right. And well, then, yeah, them, as I said, go, go subscribe them, to Peaky. One of them is to see... How much a cucumber can Fulcrum Entertainment take? All right, moving on. Go subscribe to Peaky Arrow. And then while you're at it, subscribe. if you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, comment below to our video. Make sure you check out our other podcast because we're always doing a bunch of stuff. We're doing shooting the shit episodes. We're doing, we reviewed the entirety of Secret Invasion. We've reviewed uh, Ahsoka. We we did, and we've done everything except for Loki for some reason. We didn't do Loki. We didn't do Loki because I said no. <laughs> and that just you know i regret that now but you know that happened do you actually anyway, regret not doing doing loki episodes i do but too late now it's it's over is it because the is it because season two is absolutely phenomenal fucking incredible yeah but yeah. also it's a yeah but anyway go, go like subscribe comment below check out our other videos and then also i want to say a quick thank you i don't have the video the picture ready but i want to say thank you to enrazak dead guys productions a thousandth ghost peaky arrow productions uh, Funny Pox and Ash, uh, the Ash Heritor. All of our Fulcrum Council members, you guys are awesome. Except for this fucking asshole. I don't know what the hell. I'm he's back doing on that. the list. Oh my god! You know he is back on the list. He and I want to thank you very much for that. Uh, you guys are awesome. We can't do. We couldn't do anything. Mm. Look, is the best. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah, but it, we do. We but thank you guys all very much. We can't. We I can't thank you enough. And then also, if you guys haven't noticed this new awesome picture in our in our logo in our upper thing, I haven't updated the the video yet. There are intro yet, but I will. 
but yeah, I want to say thank you guys for for making that possible because our new mascot is freaking bitching, and I just and I love it so I, much. I and love it. I know it, it looks so cool, and I want to thank you guys all for for because it was, it's because of you guys that we're able to do this. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for making the Fulcrum Knight a true thing. But until next time, I have been Gilbert. I've been Piggy. And this has been the Fulcrum Entertainment Podcast. <laughs> and we want to thank you guys all for being here. Remember, we are all Fulcrum. We will see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Welcome.